right, guys. So we're, we're, we're talking this month about offense. And no, I'm not talking about um, football offense or basketball offense or anything like that. I'm, I'm talking about the stuff that happens uh, when we have disagreements with each other. Amen? And when we get upset with each other and when we get offended with each other. Am I in the right place? Does that, does that happen? Do we get offended? Do we get hurt? Do we... Uh... <laughs> so maybe we're going to have to do another couple months on this. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, amen. Today, today we're going to talk... Um, the title is called Walls. Walls. And, and, and no, uh, it's not the Great Wall of China. No, it's not Trump's wall. Um, we're, we're, but we are talking about walls. Um, and, and I want to show you some, some pictures of, uh, of, of an area that a, a group of us got to visit last year right before COVID hit. Um, and it's a place in Israel called Masada. Anybody familiar with Masada? That's kind of like an aerial view um, on top of this rocky plateau, which is like 1,300 feet above sea level. Um, they have actually a, a path of stairs that leads up to that. They call it the snake path. And, and I think it's something like over a thousand steps or something like that, you know, to get up there. None of us were, were, uh, were, were, were that adventurous that day to try to do the steps. It was a little bit warm. It's like in the wilderness, like a desert area, so it was a little hot. Um, but on top of that, that, that rocky plateau, um, King Herod built a castle. He built a fortress. And this was kind of like his winter getaway, and it was secluded, not too far away from the Dead Sea, but way out there in the wilderness, kind of not much else around that area. Um, and as you can see there, you can't really see it too good now because a lot of it had fallen, but there were walls around that. And this is a fortress, right? This is, um, but, but there is some history to this place because after Herod's death, um, Roman, the Roman occupation took place in the middle of that at, at some point, um, and after he died, they kind of took over this fortress of Masada. Um, but then there was a Jewish revolt, and in 66 A.D., there were Jewish rebels that took this fortress back over, and, and they lived there as a community for a few years until after the fall of Jerusalem, when the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., the last remaining rebels um, held up in this fortress behind these walls for another three years until Rome finally had enough and they sieged them and they waited them out and they were finally about to break through the walls and 960 men, women, and children took their own lives behind those walls. The only survivors were two women and five children who were found hiding in cisterns, which is big, uh, these big, areas where they would keep water um, and this was recorded by the, the famous first uh, century um, historian by the name of Josephus and um, today the strongest walls are not those that are built of stone or of metal but they are walls of offense amen would you agree there is one weapon strong enough to destroy and dismantle the walls of offense. L-O-V-E. Amen? <laughs> this is the one weapon that is strong enough to tear down the walls of offense. Do you believe that today? 
I, I know it sounds good. Right? Some of you are thinking, that sounds really good. That sounds really nice. That sounds real Saturday afternoon special nice. You know, um, <laughs> uh, that sounds real kumbaya nice. But I, I want to show you today in the, in the scripture why that is true today. Amen. Would you stand with me? Amen. Today we're going to be focusing on two key verses, Proverbs. Um, but before I read that key verse, I just want to pray. Heavenly Father, I, I, I just pray, God, that today you would, you would help us, God, to get this revelation, Lord, that we do not have to stay behind the walls of offense. We do not have to raise the walls of offense. We do not have to stay offended, and we do not have to die behind the walls of offense as well. But, Lord, you desire for us to live. You desire for the walls to come down. And, God, you desire for love to prevail. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. amen. You could be seated. Actually, stand with me. I'm sorry. I should have said stand one, a little bit longer. We'll just read this one verse together. Amen. Up down, you're like, hey, some of you are like, I left the Catholic Church. What am I doing sitting and standing? Hey, no shade, no shade, no shade. <laughs> Proverbs 18, verse 19. A brother offended. Some of you might have gotten offended, but I, forgive me if you did. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. And quarreling is like the bars of a castle. I'll read it one more time. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. And quarreling is like the bars of a castle. You can be seated. Stand up one more time. No, just kidding. <laughs> See, offense, according to this verse here, it, it tells us that offense causes us to not yield, right? Who remembers the game of mercy? Who, who grew up playing mercy in school, right? Where you lock hands with somebody and you got to bend the other person's fingers back until somebody gives, somebody yields, somebody says mercy, somebody says uncle, right? And then the game is over, right? And nobody wants to be the one to yield, right? This is the idea that when offense comes, we become unyielding. Unyielding to what exactly? Unyielding to maybe hearing the truth? Let's be honest, right? How many of us have ever gotten into an argument with somebody and we were so upset with them, we were so offended that even if they are bringing us the truth, we do not receive it. Why? Because we are that offended and we are not willing to give any bit of the argument away. Am I talking right? Does anybody know what I'm... Has anybody ever been in that kind of a situation where you didn't want to give one inch, even though at a certain point you realized that you were actually wrong but you're like, at this point, I'm offended. At this point, I am angry. The walls are up, and I'm not letting you in. I'm not giving you one bit. I'm not, give, I'm not telling you that I was wrong. I'm not going to admit that you, you know. And, and, and what, does it, what does it also cause us to, to, to not yield? We, we sometimes refuse to yield forgiveness. I'm not going to forgive this person because I am that offended. I am that offended. The walls are up. I am not going to yield forgiveness. I am not going to say it's okay. I am not going to say that we're good. I'm not going to say that we're friends, right? Um, it says that offense is stronger, stronger than a strong city. Think about that for a minute. Has anybody ever like visited like, a, like an old castle or something like that, like went on vacation to a place that had castles, Right? They, what were they built for? They were built to keep people out and they were built to keep the people who lived in there in and safe, right? Offense does the same thing, doesn't it? It keeps people out 
of our lives, and it keeps us in, stuck in a place of offense, unwilling to get out, like a siege, right? The people are waiting on the outside to be reconciled to us, but we're waiting on the other side of our wall, waiting for them to just go away, go away, go away, disappear. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to talk to you. Is, is that making sense? Is that can, can we relate to any of those kind of pictures or feelings, right? But, but look at the second part of the verse. It says, and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. And I think I have a, a picture of that. Um, just, you know, if you've ever seen, right? These are bars, right? Again, right? You're not getting through that. You know, you're, at least not without like, you know, some kind of heavy duty tools or, you know, some explosives or something like that. But you can't just walk in there because the bars are there. And, and how many of us have gotten stuck in a place where we're offended, but we want to keep the argument alive. And we think at some point, if I argue well enough and long enough and strong enough, I'm going to win the other person over. But what is the verse telling us? Quarreling doesn't win. You're not going to win. <laughs> You're not going to break down the walls of offense by arguing your way through them, right? It says, in other words, actually the opposite happens. It says quarreling is like the bars of a castle. So quarreling makes it even that much harder to get through. How many of us have ever been there? We're in, our, we're, in our, we're in our rooms. How many of us have done this? Let's think about this for a minute. How many of us have done this in our rooms where we're thinking about the situation and we're thinking about A, B, C, D. Oh, we're li writing lists in our heads and sometimes even down on a piece of paper of all the reasons that I'm right and you're wrong. And then if I could just show them my list, they're going to see it. And they're going to acknowledge it and all the walls are going to come down and I'm going to win them over and everything's going to be good. How many times has that list did it for you? How many times has that list done it for you? How many times has that list made it worse for you? Because <laughs> what happens is we dig ourselves deeper in. Quarreling doesn't typically win the day, but it just makes it that much harder, that much tougher to break through now. Amen. Here's the definition of quarreling. Some versions use the word contention, contentions. It's an angry argument. Listen to this. This is one definition that I thought was interesting. An angry argument or disagreement typically between two people or people um, who were previously on good terms. Isn't that the truth, right? Because it's not that often that you're in the supermarket and you just start quarreling with people. I mean, sometimes that happens, right? <laughs> More often than not, who are we quarreling with? The people that are our friends, our family members, right? Oh, you guys are too quiet today. Isn't that the case? Look, go back to the verse. What does it say? Proverbs 18, 19, a brother offended. This is what happens. We are offending our family members. We are offending our friends. We are offending people that are close to us. And then all of a sudden, we were on such great terms, but all of a sudden, everything went sour. And and sometimes we can't even remember how did it go sour, right? So much time has passed, and it's just like, how did we get here? Why are we on bad terms? We used to be cool. We used to hang out. We used to go to each other's house. We used to, you know, like call each other and text each other. We used to go to the movies and all this kind of stuff, right? Now all of a sudden the walls are up, and how did they get there? Sometimes we don't even remember how we got there, but what are we, are we willing to do the work to make the walls come down. Amen? Are we willing to do the work? Do we want to do the work? Oh, come on. Are we willing to do the work? Um, 
not always. Let's be honest, right? We don't want to do the work, and that's why the walls stay there, because it's hard to do the work sometimes. It's hard to dig up those conversations. It's hard to have that face-to-face, right? Because we don't know how it's going to go. We think it's going to end in more quarreling, and I don't want to fight, I don't want to... So we just stay behind our walls. We stay behind our castles. Right? Um, Let's take a look at the next verse. This is a couple chapters to the left. Uh, Proverbs 10, verses 12. Proverbs 10, verse 12. It says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Amen? Should I read that again? Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. What's the definition of strife? Um, Strife is an angry or bitter disagreement over fundamental issues. Sounds like 2020, guys. (laughs) That sounds like most of 2020. Just a lot of angry conversations about politics, a lot of angry conversations about social issues and, and injustices and all these things, and it's spilled over into 21, and a lot of us have had friends and family members separated from us. Come on, somebody. Friends and family members separated from us strife strife what stirs it up according to this verse hatred hatred you didn't start out hating that person but because you have a disagreement over a fundamental issue now there is strife which now turns into some form of hatred where you literally despise that person or that person despises you and so and i know some of us are like we're christians we don't hate nobody if you're if you're if you're surrounded by strife and situations of strife, the Bible says that's hatred. And so therefore, we got we, we to gotta own that thing, right? If everywhere we go there is strife, there's some hate in our hearts. There's some hate in our hearts. We may not be willing to acknowledge it or admit to it, but the Bible is calling it out right here, right? Solomon is calling it out. If you're, strife is hate. Strife brings hate. Hate brings strife, right? It's this idea. And then he draws like two different, draws a line here. He's like, strife and hate go together, but but love covers offenses. There's our key thought for the day, right? That love is the only weapon, right? That can take down these offenses. It says love covers offenses. Wait a minute. Is that what it says? My version actually says love covers A-L-L. Love covers all offenses, even those tough ones from 20 years ago, even those ones that we we thought were, you know, we would never see that person again, or even even when that person died, they're not even in our lives, but you're still carrying that strife in your heart. You're still carrying that anger in your heart. The walls are still up, even if the person's already gone out of this world. We're still behind our castles. Strife. Love covers that. Love is able to cover that. All right. Interesting transition I'm about to make here. Anybody know how to play rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> hey, guys, I, I, I have to. Here's what I'm going to say. Does anybody want to challenge me right now to a game of rock, paper, scissors? I need one person who wants to challenge me. All right. Come on over, Rob. But let me warn you. I got, a, let me show, I got a picture to show you. Do you see that right there? There is a world association of rock, paper, and scissors. And let me show you the next picture. Guys, I am a professional athlete. I, 
I, I am a member of the World Rock, Paper, Scissors Association. That's the proof right there. You probably can't see it that good, but that's literally my email confirmation that I am a professional in rock, paper, scissors. How did I get there? Simple, I just put my name and email and I became a member of that. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything to qualify for it. I didn't have to, so you could come up. You, <laughs> anybody can do that if you want to do that. But, but this is real, guys. They actually have a world federation where they challenge people from different countries. Who, who fig, go figure, right? All right, so, so here, here's what we're going to do. Me and Rob are going to play rock, paper, scissors, right? And... and, and I just want you to know something, Rob. I always play scissors. Okay, you ready? All right, one, two, three, shoot. What happened? What did he throw? What, what does Rock do to scissors? He, he, he just won that round. All right, let, let's do best two out of three. Remember, I always play scissors. That's, that's what I play. I play scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I got him this time. Remember, I always play scissors. That's my, that's, that's my go-to. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, he just won again with the rock. And, and you're thinking, of course, why? I, I told him. You can be seated. Thanks, man. Actually, I'll, I'll call you back up in a second, but you can sit for now. I, I told I, He knew my moves. See, the enemy, he's been around a while. And he's been watching us, and he knows how we respond in certain situations. Come on, somebody. He knows exactly what is going to push your buttons. And, and, and when your button is pushed, how you are going to respond. What do scissors do? See, see, when we get hurt, what do we often want to do? We want to lash out, and I want to cut you. I want to, I want to hurt you because you hurt me. I want to, I, I want to snip at you. I, I, I want to unleash something because you've unleashed something on me but but when we continue to go to the same moves guess what we are going to get beat every time we're going to get beat every time all right one more time rob let's do it again remember scissors that's my go-to that's 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 me that's who i am rock paper scissors shoot Uh oh game changer i just changed it to paper and i'm covering his rock now is that fair no, that's not fair, right? But, but here's, here's what this verse is telling us to do. This verse is telling us, stop doing what you've always been doing. It's time to change the rules of the game. Amen? And, and, and instead of trying to come with the scissors and cut, start learning what it is to cover those offenses. This is what paper does, right? It covers the rock, right? And, and so this idea of it, love covers all offenses, right? And, and, and so, you know, it, it, it may be like cheating, but you know what? We've been, we, we've been getting the wrong end of the stick all of our lives. And, and the Word is telling us, if you want to flip the script, you've got to change the rules. And you've got to stop playing the same move that you've always been playing. And it's time to start covering those offenses Instead, instead of trying to beat your way through them, right? What does the scissors do? It cuts. What does a rock do? It smashes. But what does a paper do? It covers. It covers. Love covers. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers all offenses. Amen? See, it's, it, if we're easily given to offense, the enemy knows. He knows that. But here's the thing. Rob is not my enemy, right? He's not my enemy. 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against principalities, against powers, right? Uh, uh, the evil schemes of, of the powers of darkness, right? The devil and his minions, right? That's our enemy. Not turn to the left and turn to the right. Look behind you. Those are not your enemies. But see, the real enemy has gotten us to believe the lie that the enemies are in the room next to us. Meanwhile, he's watching us cut each other and smash each other. Cut each other, smash each other, and he's laughing. He's laughing, and he's keeping score, right? And he's instigating, right? The devil is called, the, one of his names is the accuser of the brethren, right? And how many times have we gotten offended because, you know, somebody accused us of something that we didn't do? Does that ever happen, Right? And now we're offended. How would you think that about me? Why would you, why would you think, you know, this and that, my character, blah, blah, blah. And, we, and we're offended and the walls start to go up, right? This is this, how often does this happen? This is the game that he plays over and over and over and over again. And he laughs. So guys, it's time to change the rules. You ready? You ready? Come on, say amen. You guys ready? I was about to wrap it up, but you guys, if you aren't with me, I guess I got to keep preaching. <laughs> you ready? You, are we, do we want to change? rules amen it's time to flip the script guys love changes the rules of engagement amen it's not fair it's not fair when we love because love disarms the enemy right it's not fair it's how many remember this i i tried looking this up online and i couldn't find it anywhere but i remember growing up that some people i used to play rock paper scissors with they would do has anybody ever ever heard of knuckleball beats them all or am i the only one Okay, I thought I was crazy for a minute because when I was thinking about this, I was like, did I make that up? I could have sworn that there was somebody who tried to throw that little cheating rule in there like, nope, whatever you throw, knuckleball beats them all, right? And so love is just like that. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws. It doesn't matter what comes our way. Guess what's going to happen after you leave the service? Most likely, somebody's going to cut you off on the highway. Most likely, <laughs> you're going to go out to lunch and they're not going to sit you. They're going to sit the other family who came in 10 minutes after you. Come on, right? <laughs> Somebody's going to give you a, a mean, dirty look for no reason, right? Someone's going to step on your shoes, right? You're going to get a nasty text message from somebody. Your boss is going to call you to work double tomorrow, right? Something is going to happen that is going to stir you up, and you're going to be tempted to go on and grab the bricks and start building the wall. But remember, love covers. Change the rules. Don't keep engaging in the same way. Don't play the game according to the enemy's rules anymore. Time to start covering with love. Amen. I'm telling you, it's not fair, but it wins. It's not fair, but it works. It's not fair, but God will allow it. Amen. You, you ever seen something controversial happen in a sporting event, right? And then what happens? The refs, the refs review and then they will either say, we allow it or we don't allow it. Well, guess what? God will allow it. God will allow love every time. Amen? Amen? All right, would you stand with me? Praise God. I want to just give us a, a brief opportunity to just have a little prayer. And, and, and you could come to the altar, and you don't have to have anybody pray with you if you don't want to. You can just talk to the Lord. Um, but I just, I just want to take a moment, and, and let's just close our eyes for a minute. And I just want to pray a, a quick prayer. Holy Spirit, and reveal, reveal where there are walls in our own lives. Reveal where we have been stuck in quarreling 
and fighting. Reveal where we are shut behind our castles. Reveal what relationships are broken and damaged that that can be repaired and need to be repaired. In Jesus' name. So take a moment and just, just quietly reflect and have your ears, your spiritual ears open to hearing from what the Lord may show you right now. Maybe a person comes to mind. Maybe as I've been talking the whole time, you were thinking about a person. Maybe every time you think about that person, you, you can see the walls. You can feel the iron bars wrapped around you. You can feel the uncomfortableness, the, the restriction. Your heart starts to beat a little differently. You start to get a little bit uncomfortable. You want to escape. You want to run away. But guess what? You're stuck in the castle. You're stuck in the castle. There's nowhere for you to run. You've been running in circles and bouncing off walls. And the Lord wants to set you free today. The Lord wants to set you free today. It is not His will nor His desire that you be behind these walls any longer. So I just, I just want, and, and this, is not, this is not a judgment thing. This is not us looking at each other. But with your eyes closed, if, if, if you know there are some walls that need to fall, would you just put your hand up real quick? Amen. Amen. Are you willing to change the rules of the game today for those who put your hands up? Are you willing to play it a different way? Are you willing to do it God's way? If so, would you come forward? All those that, that raised their hands, just come forward to the altar. Amen. Every one of you that raised your hands. There's no judgment here. We all, we all fall into this at times, and we all have been there. All of us have been there. And if we're honest, probably more of us are there now than are willing to admit. But that's okay. You know, this is not about forcing anybody, but this is about do you want to see a change? Amen. So however you feel like doing it, if you want to, if you want to kneel, if you want to just stand where you are, just begin to talk to the Lord. Each of you on your own, just begin to talk to the Lord about that situation. Amen. Deal. Do some business with the Lord. Ask Him, show me how to love this person. Show me how to cover this situation. Amen. Can we play just a little, little music? Oh, there we go. Because we want the walls to come down. We sang about freedom earlier today, and I felt God was doing something in that song. That's a, that's a song we used to like sing a lot. We haven't sang it in a while, but I felt like there was something new about that song today when it was today. Amen. I felt like it was a it was an indication of what God wants to do. It's what God wants to do. He wants to bring freedom. Amen. There is joy and freedom. There is peace for your weary soul. As you talk to the Lord, you pour it out to him. Be honest with him. And you can stay as long as you want. If you feel like you want special individual prayer, um, maybe I'll have uh, Sister Anna come up and, and you can 
you can find her or one of the other leaders. If you want specific prayer, just come over to her. Amen. But talk to the Lord first. Deal with, deal with it first with just you and him. And then if you want to follow up prayer, feel free to stay and do that. Amen.